entertainment, arts, and interviews. The Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, she is an award-winning and internationally recognized opera soprano with a fitness background and a strong desire for giving back. Allison Cambridge has been hailed by critics as radiant, compelling, with a powerful, clear voice. She has performed opera roles of Musetta in La Boheme, Clara in Porgy and Bess, and Julian Showboat on renowned stages across the world. She was recently a soloist on the nationally televised 75th anniversary Marian Anderson Celebration Concert in Washington, D.C., but you may have caught her this past Past January at her critically acclaimed Omaha Symphony performance. She joins us now. She's a opera soprano and critically acclaimed, so better remember her name. Allison Cambridge. Allison Cambridge, yeah. Welcome to the show, Allison. <laughs> Bravi, bravi. Hey, <laughs> guys. Uh, thanks for being with us. Yeah. So, okay, you have to tell us when did your interest in opera begin? I should just say, actually, that I just started being interested in all forms of performance and okay. music in general when I was a really little kid. I was always singing and performing and dancing and stuff around the house and took piano lessons and violin lessons. I used to imitate a lot of people, okay. like anything I heard on the radio, basically, I could imitate that person's voice. Wow. My mom listened to a lot of classical music and opera, and I really was just joking around one day doing my quote-unquote opera voice. Okay. And, um, As many of us know, do. <laughs> right? And our neighbor was over, and she goes, you know, Allison, that's not half bad. You should probably take some voice lessons. And I just laughed, and I thought, oh, okay, whatever. But, you know, my mom took me to a voice lesson. She said, is that something you'd like to try? I said, sure, but I don't want to be an opera singer. I want to sing pop music. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went to this voice lesson, and the lady said, okay, tell me what you like to do, what music you like. And I said, oh, Madonna and Whitney Houston. <laughs> and then she said, well, I've been told you do this opera voice, so let's hear it. Sing a little something for me. So I just did this joking voice. And her jaw about fell on the floor, and she said, wait a minute, how old are you? I said, I'm 12. And she goes, oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> she said, well, you don't sound like you're 12, and let me tell you, you're not going to sing pop music. That's not what I hear for you. Wow. You have a really natural gift for opera and classical. And I thought, what? And so that's kind of how it all started. I kind of hid it from my classmates. I played soccer and was really involved in all these extracurriculars, uh-huh. high school and stuff. And I kept, only my closest friends knew that once a week I would leave campus and go take voice lessons at another school. Okay. And so then it wasn't until the end of high school when my chorus teacher said, I know your secret. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I want you to sing for everybody. I know you've been hanging out in the alto section for four years. But so you were saying you alto in your high school chorus? Totally. Totally. I mean, I had this like big soprano voice, but I just kept it under wraps. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I did musical theater and all that kind of stuff, which was, you know, just more straight. Right. It wasn't this opera stuff. Yeah. Right. And then he said, Allison, I want you to sing a solo in front of the school for like your senior assembly. And I was like, oh, oh my God. I thought I would be booed off the stage and it was quite the opposite. And, you know, everybody cheered and then oh. I did a senior recital and so the rest was history. Wow. Went to college. and That's a so, great story. So throughout high school, you kept it under wraps because... You know, I was on the soccer team. I did the musicals. I was, you know, 
the president of a couple clubs. Yes. I had a great group of friends. And I just thought, okay, well, I don't want to be like the weirdo that also sings opera. Right. Because, you know, I just didn't think people would think it was cool. Right. It sounds silly, but that's what I thought. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then what did your friends come up and say to you? Uh-huh. What did they say after the big performance? It was hilarious. I have to tell you, I had physics class after that assembly. Okay. okay. And they're like, oh my gosh, Alson. Can you shut her glass with your voice? <laughs> I was like, well, I've never tried. Yeah, people just had no idea. And I said, well, yeah, guys, every Wednesday, I have permission to leave campus for two hours. Okay. I drive 20 minutes to this other school, this prominent music school in Washington, D.C. I do my voice lesson, and my mom drives me back. And then, of course, when I started applying to undergraduate to go to college, I applied everywhere as a double degree student because I also thought I might want to be a lawyer and considered pre-law. But I was applying to all these amazing music schools and, you know, prestigious universities. And then (laughs) it was very funny because you have to understand, I went to a very academically centered school. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so when I got into some of these music schools, you know, like Oberlin, for example, Mm -hmm. and they gave me a wonderful scholarship. Okay. I remember some of my friends saying, oh, my gosh, Allison just got into Oberlin. You know, that's like the Harvard of music schools. <laughs> so that was how they had to, like, equate it. Like, had- oh, yeah. That's how they yeah. related. And I have to say, since then, it's been really great. I mean, I had a wonderful group of friends in high school, and a lot of them, you know, follow my career. And uh-huh. I sing in Washington, D.C. quite a bit at the Kennedy Center at Washington okay. National Opera. And I'll have my friends who don't live in the city anymore. Like, their parents will come out to see the show. Uh Oh, my gosh, yeah. Remember when you were, like, on Eller in Oklahoma? (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's great to have that support, and my family's been so supportive. I think they've probably missed maybe four performances in my 11-year professional career. Yeah, That's very cool. Right now on the Mulberry Lane Show, we're talking with opera soprano Allison Cambridge. Now she's been called vocally assured and artistically imaginative by the Washington Post. Now talk about your very first big-time opera performance. What was going through your head at the time? I guess probably the biggest thing was my Metropolitan Opera debut. That was in 2004. Okay. I was a young artist at the Met in the Lindemann Young Artist Program. And I remember the season before, the head of the program, she said, okay, Allison, now here's your assignment for next season. And it was fairly uncommon at that point for somebody who was just in their second year of the program to get any sort of a major role. Okay, now how many years is the program? It's a three-year program. Okay. I guess I should also say I was the youngest person in the program at that time. I was 23. I was 23 when I came into the program. And although, you know, I'd had a lot of performance experience at Oberlin and a little bit for the one year that I was at Curtis, which is where I went to do my master's. Okay. Nothing can prepare you (laughs) for for the Met. Uh And so, yeah, I just remember going into my end of year meeting after my first year in the program and, um, my boss at the time, Lenore Rosenberg, she said, and we'd like you next year to make your debut as Fresquita in Carmen. And I was just, oh my gosh, I was just over the moon. And not only was it singing, you know, a a prominent secondary role, but it was with this all-star cast of Olga Borodina, Neil Shikoff, Kyung Hong, Ildar Abdradzikov. I mean, totally amazing people. Mm -hmm. And 
James Levine conducting. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So I just, I was so excited, and I remember that night very well. I think it was maybe the second opera of the season. It wasn't the season opener, but, you know, I had lots of friends and family in the audience that night. Mm-hmm. And when I came out to take my curtain call, we all lined up on the stage at the very end, and the maestro had not yet left the orchestra pit. And he looked up at all of us standing there. And he blew me a kiss and gave me a thumbs up. And I remember I was standing between Neil and Ildar, and I think they saw it too, and they squeezed my hands like, yeah, that was for you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? It was totally... Victorious moment, yes. Absolutely. And I walked off stage, and I was going through the backstage, and the head of the Young Arts Program, Lenore Rosenberg, she was standing there, and I think she had seen it from where she was standing backstage. Okay. And I went, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I need to keep it together. Oh. Whoa. And she was like, honey, <laughs> like, have your moment. She was oh. like, that was great. Oh. And it was just, I mean, I'll never forget it. It was so exciting. What and a high. Yeah. It was a total high moment. Yeah. That you just never forget. I wanted you to talk about you did a performance for the U.S. Justices. Mm-hmm. What was that yeah. like? That was great. So actually, um, Justice Ginsburg is a huge opera lover. Okay. And okay. she, uh, along with the Tucker Foundation, they've worked together in partnership to put on something called the Tuesday Afternoon Musicale. And it's basically a private recital that happens once a year for the justices, their family and close friends and colleagues of only about 150 people. And it happens actually at the Supreme Court. Okay. Um, so do they wear their and, robes or not? Uh, they were not in their <laughs> okay. robes. Um, <laughs> and it was awesome. And I sang with a wonderful tenor named Matthew Polinsani, and he and I did some of our favorite songs, arias, and duets. And, okay. And it lasts about 45 minutes, and then we're invited. We have a, a tour of the Supreme Court. Okay. And then we had a private dinner in Justice Ginsburg's chambers, which was such an incredible honor. Mm. Um, and my family was there. It was really, really lovely. These are things you and never hear about. You don't even know these things go on. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it was terrific to meet the justices. And I have to say, since then, I've had the great pleasure of seeing and speaking with Justice Ginsburg on several occasions since then. She's a huge supporter of Washington National Opera okay. and of Glimmer Glass Festival in New York. And so I saw her and we spoke at my opening night of Showboat in Washington last spring. Okay. And I saw her again in the summer. So, yeah, it's really interesting sort of what a small world it is. Yes. Yeah, so is and she in your iPhone contacts? She's not in my <laughs> iPhone contacts. Um, <laughs> but I'm certainly looking forward. Yes. I have some other upcoming performances in Washington, D.C., and I have no doubt that I will be seeing, seeing her, her there. Yeah. You know, that's pretty cool when you think that your other career choice, your secondary career choice, was to be a lawyer. And look at you now. You're, like, hanging oh, with the justices. I tell you, it is too <laughs> funny. Well, what was so interesting, was up at the Glimmer Glass Festival. I had a lot of friends performing there last summer, uh-huh. and the head of the festival is Francesca Zambello. She's sort of my opera angel and opera mom to me. She's been so wonderfully supportive of me and my career. And she invited Justice Ginsburg up for that weekend, and she gave a fantastic lecture about opera and the law. Oh. And 
Yes, and she we've talked through all these different operas where the law is a major theme within the storylines. It's really interesting. And then we all had lunch together afterwards. And it's quite funny because my significant other, he is a former lawyer okay. who happens to be a major opera lover. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, yes, and I just thought, oh my, what are the odds? I was like, yeah, I was pre-law and ended up yes. <laughs> an opera singer, and you're, you love opera, and here we are together. That's so, great. Meant to yes. be. We'll stick with us here on the Mulberry Lane Show. We'll be right back with opera soprano Allison Cambridge. She's noted for her powerful, clear voice by the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> 